0: Three, two, one. Racing
1: World is presented by Race Control Magazine. Welcome into the Racing World, a podcast to all of you out there on YouTube. Maybe you're listening through Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, wherever you are and whoever you're listening, it's a warm welcome to all of you from myself, Darcy Watergrave, along with David Turner, DT and Bob McMurray as we take a look back at the week's racing and a look forward to the next week's racing as well, although I tell you what, looking back at last weekend, we'll need probably twice the show. There was so much motorsport on the program uh, DT, just ridiculous amounts going on. IndyCar, of course, probably the big one for us. A celebration of 50 victories for Scott Dixon, which is quite frankly unbelievable when you consider what he's done, how long he's been around, and where he sits in the pantheon. This is huge.
2: Well, I'm going to have my little rant straight off the top of the show as eh? soon as we're all back Ooh, together. Did I do? <laughs> hey, it's just soon as we're all back together. Big thing that people need to pay attention to here because it's been compared to maybe. Scott McLaughlin's number of wins in in supercar and I'm not putting Scott McLaughlin down at all because great guy champion of the future without a doubt in IndyCar already is in supercar but you cannot compare the number of race wins in supercar by comparison to IndyCar for a start it's 30 odd races a year versus 17 maybe so Dixon at 50 only two away from the great Mario Andretti Amazing, just it's amazing. 17
1: away from our answer right at the top of the tree. AJ Foyt, AJ Foyt, sorry,
2: Darcy. That's why I do the Indy yeah, car, that's but. why you do
1: the IndyCar. But did I really just do Yeah, I really just did that. I really just, but that's uh, I remember talking about that a few years ago. I think it was with you, Bob. It's like, oh, there's no way he's ever going to reach uh, the very top. But the yeah. way he carries on racing, the fit, he's so fit, yeah, he's so fast. Who's to say he doesn't pick up three or four next year? Three or four the year after that? Three or four the year after that? The
3: two two numbers above him, one of which is not very far away, Mario Andretti, um, worldwide name. I mean, it's like Sterling Moss, isn't it? Mario Andretti, everybody knows the name. And then Foyt at the very top, and he's not very far away from that either. I mean, comparing supercars, if you're comparing Scott McLaughlin, he won race of the weekend, 39 laps Mm. around, you know, a little track in Australia. Um, It wasn't 400 miles around some speedway even some speedway somewhere
2: for those of you who who don't know my little rant was largely aimed at the New Zealand media who were <laughs> comparing the two of those he New Zealand media Leave me alone. Uh, but but you know the, the thing <laughs> it's is it, it's just it's fundamentally different you know it's like comparing formula 1 grand prix victories as well yeah. you know lewis hamilton michael schumacher whatever but anyway i've had my rant and uh that'll do yeah. that then it was, you know, it was a fantastic performance by the number nine team. They were really down, actually, after Indy. I spoke to both Scott and Blair Julian as crew chief, and they felt it was one that got away. And people always have an opinion on that, but at the end of the day, they came second. Uh, but they are so fired up to convert this championship. And you know, let's just think that maybe in a month or so's time, we'll be sitting here saying he's a six-time IndyCar champion
1: ever shifting sands how have they shifted now what races have we got lined up for us um
2: well that's the thing I I spoke to IndyCar the other day because there's been a lot of discussion about what's happening so in theory right now they don't race again until October back at the IMS road course two races over the weekend like they did earlier this year and then St Pete which I still have serious doubts over Mid Ohio may still come back into the mix. Most of the drivers in the press conference over the weekend were talking about five races. So that is the two at Mid Ohio, two at India and then St. Pete. So I think if Mid Ohio is gonna go back in, it will probably go in sometime during this month of September as a doubleheader weekend and then um back to IMS for October and then down to Florida. But I, I I just have my doubts over Florida, only because it's a street course. If, if they were going to a permanent road course, yeah, they'd be racing for sure, you know. So, and then the other thing that's come up is is the grand, is the final uh, double points round. No, it's not. So it's all single points from now on. And,
1: I suppose we talked about this previously, and I'll keep going on about it until we know, but timing-wise, how important is it for the teams to actually know when the end of the season is? What kind of lead are they going to give them before they go, there is nothing happening in Florida, or the final race will be at the IMS? So people actually know how to time their season and their run when it comes to points. It's quite important. What's the cutoff date? What's the DD? do you think?
3: But surely these days they don't have a run at points. you just got to win a race. That's all there is to it. You can't suddenly say... We're not going to win these races, but we'll have a run at points. Run of, at the points at the end. It's just one after it the other after the Help for people's the
1: people's head spaces when they know they've actually got, got victory. Okay, we're going to tie the we're going to tie the championship. I'm talking mostly about Scott right. Dixon. We're yeah. going to tie the race at, at the end of this weekend. We know we'll be champion and it, and it will not help with their tactics when they're driving if they I, know I, I don't they think need so. to know. It depends how big the break is, right? Between oh,
2: yeah, the other big thing now, of course, for the teams is that what they do know is that it's a road course spec car to the end of the mm-hmm. season. No right. more ovals, no more super speedways. So the oval cars park for the year, if you like, um, because they do you know, the two configurations of cars. So no matter where they go, it's going to be a road course car. So they do know that. And I think they all know that they're going to mid-Ohio. Yeah,
1: but I know, I know, I know what you're saying about that, Bob. We're just going to carry on. With, sorry, DT, we're just going to carry <laughs> on this. But if you've got X amount of a lead... And yep. you know that this is the very last race and you know you can finish second or third and you can still secure the championship. You're not going to do, you're not going to push extra hard. You're not going obviously you want to win the race, but you're going to balance it up as to what you have to do to points to win the championship. But if you know that the next weekend there is another race with more points on tape, that's going to change what you do in that race. If you don't know, and then suddenly they clear it and go, well, actually that was the last race of the season. Oh no, I'm 10 points behind. Maybe I should have pushed harder. Doesn't it make it more clear? We'll no. Clarify- no. In, my, in my opinion No I mean it, If you've got If you've got Three
3: four or five Races left You know damn well You've got to score points In three four or five races Just keep and winning you you've just got to keep winning That's all there is to it You don't me go in. You don't yeah. go out You don't You don't go out And go slower In this race Because you expect To have to win The next race Do you, you make do- this
1: Crazy call um, at, On the last corner To just get that Extra couple of points To win that championship You go Actually I don't need to I've got next week So let's not write my car off right now, or oh, this is the last race to win the championship. I need that extra point. I'm going to take that guy on the outside.
3: You may do that yeah. if you're in the lead by – how many points is he in the lead by? By 96 points Hinks. or whatever it is. Yeah. So you may do that then, but if you're Sato, you never do that. You're always going to go – for the impossible maneuver at the end of the. Well, that's it it's because <laughs> it's Sato. But all the others, you've got to look at where you are in the points. If you think I'm only four points back and I can win this whole thing by just getting another four points, you're going to take a chance. Whereas maybe Scott, as intelligent he is, is thinking maybe I won't take that chance. I just need instead of 50 points, I'll take 40 points or whatever it is. So, uh, no, I'd, I think, I think your general um opinion on it is flawed in that every racing team goes out there to do the best. So they're not going to say I don't want to win. So if you're saying you don't want to win, therefore you want to win. So every every car, every driver is going to try and win. Simple as that. If you'd like to comment,
1: feel free to subscribe, please, and Tell like. Tell them how wrong you. And is. then you can comment and you can let us know through YouTube or Anchor or Spotify or, or Radio Public. Please somebody help me out here. Gonna, subscribe, uh, comment, <laughs> and
2: like. Thank you. I'm going to help you out. Are you, wasn't it so much easier for the last two weeks when we did this via Zoom because then we could get frustrated <laughs> with each other but not look at each other at the same time? I used to turn
3: it off. <laughs> Come back when I'd won the argument myself.
2: Anyway, bottom line fact was, yeah, great job by Dixon. Great job by the number nine team, the Wolfpackers, yep. They've become known, um, and you know, just just a brilliant performance. Fifty on the board, and uh, you know. The, Again, they, they do it as a team. They They're not good a enough, team.
1: couldn't back it up the next day. How disappointing. No, a little more muted <laughs> yeah. the second day, wasn't it? Well, um, you've got to say. in, in saying
2: that, I, you know, I got to catch up with Scott, so I caught up with him after the first day. Well, Scott, congratulations on the 50. That's 50 race wins in IndyCar. And, you know, for a guy that came from, you know, Auckland all those years ago and where you've got now, it must certainly mean a lot to you.
4: It's nothing I ever, you know, I never thought this was ever possible. You know, um, I was I was very lucky and very fortunate to, to race in, you know, a lot of junior categories and then, you know, made it to, to IndyCar. and. You know, it's, uh the first win came in a strange way at, at Nazareth, Pennsylvania, in, in and in a fuel race. That was that was definitely a shock. And then, obviously, you know, the milestone that we reached today, um, you know, it's huge. But uh, it's you know, not 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 for just me. It's 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 amazing what this team has been able to achieve with you know championships and Indy 500s. And you know, uh, as always, I feel very fortunate to, to be able to work with uh, this group of people, and and um, you know, that they're the ones that make. it possible and today i think speed wise you know it's going to be a tough race you know it's tough to tough to pass but you know uh, what we were able to do in the pits and pull that off was was big and um yeah 50 is a great number um i'd like to think there was 50 more but that might be that might be pretty tough uh but we'll 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 keep our head down and and um you know we'd love to to definitely get uh, a lot more wins here in the next few years and and uh yeah, we're in the business of winning, so that's what we've got to do, but uh, it, it means a lot. It means a lot for me, it means a lot for my family, a lot for uh, all the people that enabled me to, to get here and to this point, all the investors that uh, from New Zealand that made this possible You know, uh, many moons ago, so it's uh, this is what it's all about.
2: It's, it's centred around Blair Julian, who's your crew chief, winner of the Clint Bauer Award last week at Indy. When Blair puts together that Wolfpack team, for you as a driver, how much confidence that does that
4: give you knowing that you've got a guy like that behind your back in the pit lane and everything yeah it's been uh, you know a, a, a long story with with Blair and I you know he was the first person um, kind of that I, I, I met when I came to Indianapolis uh, back in 1999 I'd uh, been to the state's previous to, to race and, and sea races but he was you know oh. working at Stephanie Johansson's team at the time and and uh, he was kind of like we, we were the two that hung out with him and, and Anton his brother um, so it's it's always been um you know big to have uh that kind of relationship and and especially with somebody that's kind of moved through different teams with me whether it was you know first with you know pack west and then you know uh, or Steffens and then pack west and then, and then here to uh, you know Chip Ganassi racing and and um you know, I think it's uh, he's you know he's a super hard worker, um, very thorough, very loyal, and and um, you know in this industry is what that requires, and you know that's why he fits into the Ganassi you know kind of situation so well because everybody's like that, and and uh, you know it's nice to have uh, him there and and uh, on off weekends someone to to chill with. Obviously, that's from New Zealand, and and um, you know we get a lot of time together, so it's it's good to see Blair, and obviously to see you know, what he's been able to achieve through his career and, and his personal life and his family, and, and uh, you know, it's pretty special.
1: So the tin can and the string is still working for DT. Uh, you got it out again as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the tin can's becoming legendary now. So the other, I think, real sensation of the weekend was Pato O'Warden. Sensation the, of the season? You know, Come so on, far. really? Well, uh, we've said it all along, and we've talked about it a lot. Uh, you know, I saw him race in this first IndyCar race at Sonoma. The, the, the guy's got talent. There's a great rivalry between him and Colton Herta because they're both same parallel. That but, nearly uh,
3: came to tears as well. Yeah. Isn't that, that <laughs> but he took, it, he took
2: it up a notch. And when you look at the restructure that the McLaren-Smith-Arrow team did in the off-season to the two young drivers, I actually think you're starting to see the payoff of it now. Nothing against James Hinchcliffe, like him as a driver as well. But I think this new blood has really just spurred the whole thing on Brendan cleaver Kiwi that's the crew chief at that team as well said to me the, there's, there's so much energy and vibrance in that team right now that it's it's a good thing so yeah Pedro was pretty happy when I talked to him I mean I'm, I'm honestly having a great year um I'm 13 points I'm scoring podiums um, I think for my first you know I'm technically a rookie so my first for to do, to be able to be challenged challenging for that in my first year I think Um, you know, I should be very happy with that. Um, Obviously, we want to win. We're in this to win, Uh, but we're in this to be in podiums as well. You know, every point is gold Um, and we just keep getting better and better. Uh, We're working together uh, stronger each race weekend and um, we just have to keep doing what we're doing. And I know while executing how we have been, uh, our win will
1: come. And I'll never forget DT uh, on my old radio program, you banging on about Pado Award and I thought it's just DT banging on again <laughs> about a race car driver. But I think he's I think he's done really well. Uh, and before you make a comment on a, another key participant in and around those series, how good is that racetrack? How good is Gateway? What an oval, what a sensational
3: oval. It's a perfect oval. size, really, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's not fantastic. overly long, it's not short, although it's shorter. Oval in comparison to Indy and Daytona and all that sort of stuff, but it's not. I think it's a. It's the track.
1: squashed egg shape of it. Yes. Yes. It's the strange. It's not a true oval. No, it's, it's not a true it's oval. At
2: this end to this end, and you know, some of them
3: didn't get away from the first race either. We will not mention that. Didn't <laughs> even take the flag, and there was a shunt. So. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: You know, the team there do a phenomenal job. They've got you know a great reputation for the events that they have put on, and uh, I did an article for the magazine a couple of years ago about all the things that you can do around the St. Louis area, and it's just. It's one of the must-go-to races, I think. So and the odd shape just
1: makes for amazing racing. It's yes. it's that tiny little difference. Like when you go to uh, Pocono and you've got the the trioval there. It's just a little slightly little difference. It's got to change your headspace not only when you're driving it but when you're watching it as well. I think it's mm. of, of remember, huge interest. I remember going to Milwaukee. Do you ever go to Milwaukee? The Milwaukee Mile, going
3: there and standing on top of the truck with um with an engine maker at the time, um and. You just stand on top of the truck and you're just looking around. You. It's a it, was a half mile or something stupid? Mile. Um, you, you can't believe it's just a, you get giddy watching them. Just um, some of the tracks are amazing. Anyway, still a States? What's happening with Hunter?
2: Well, Hunter uh, McElroy ran in the Pro 2000 event over the weekend there as well. And a bit of a mixed bag for Hunter really after a great performance at IRP the week before. Um, Just probably coming to terms with oval racing, different type of oval. They hadn't been there before. He liked it. um, But, yeah, just a kind of semi-average weekend for him. But, you know, I've still got to praise what they're doing, particularly in these COVID times. That team's there. He's there. He's not in Australia where, you know, home is, and he's doing that. So, um, you know, good job to him. He needs to get back to mid-Ohio as well. It's a track he likes, so hopefully we'll see some some podium results from him as well.
1: Before we climb into the wonderful wide world of Formula One, a place where Bob McMurray's been stuck for most of his adult life, if you can call him an adult, maybe we can look at some points around IndyCar, because well, yeah. this is very key now, uh, IndyCar. Yeah. Whether we know how long the season's going it to be three, or not, right, or five, no, who knows? doesn't matter. Tell <laughs> us the what the five. points are.
3: Um, well, Scott Dixon's obviously still in the lead, but his lead was, has been cut just a little bit. He's got 416 points, which is 96 points better than Joseph Newgarden, who drove very well at the weekend, or at least in race two. Uh, suddenly all the Chevys were at the top and not Hondas. That's amazing, isn't it? Anyway, Um Padua Ward just... He's got an amazing run going, is not he? 297 points, which is 119 points back. And then you get uh, Sato on 274, Hertha, et cetera, et cetera. So people like Pagano are, are, are quite well down. Rossi doesn't even come into the top list. I mean, it's uh, there's some amazing changes in dynamic about um, the strong teams and the not-so-strong teams at the moment this year.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it's the web flow thing isn't it you know suddenly Penske a team that's maybe struggling a little bit and you've got Newgarden there so they've got a bit of mixed balance going on but hey that's what makes racing racing isn't it and if you just analyse Dixon's performances he has the most number of points on road course events this year and he also has the most number of points on the ovals so it clearly shows what a season you know they're having and uh tribute to the man himself, isn't it, really? He's the master of both disciplines.
1: Yeah, and yeah. right at the top of the table, no change there, no change at the top of Formula One <laughs> either, Bob, but they, they were at uh, arguably the greatest racetrack ever built, in my humble opinion, Spa-Francorchamps. Yeah, oh, well, I before, I,
3: before I get into Formula One, I hope everybody's seen it, because what I'm going to say will bear no relevance if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, And I was so angry at the time, I actually wrote this down, so... This is going to sound like I've written it down. Well, I have. It's right here, and I'm going to read it. It says, I watch a lot of motorsport on TV and and live when I'm able to get there. I watch Formula One. The fastest road racing cars there are, the most technologically advanced. Each one valued in the multi-millions with those who make and maintain them numbered in the many hundreds, if not thousands. Some of the world's largest companies are behind the sport as they travel under normal circumstances to almost every continent on the planet with teams who are almost household names. The drivers are some of the highest-paid athletes in the world, in general terms anyway, and they race on some iconic tracks, tracks that are challenging, exciting, and historic. On the American side in, northern, in the Northern Hemisphere, <clears throat> they also have fast road racing cars. Many times the tracks they, they race on are boring banked ovals, boring in the sense that it's one left turn after another. Round and round they go turn left go straight turn left go straight on and on and on how is it then when you compare the likes of formula one racing at one of the greatest tracks of them all spa francochamp that formula one can turn out to be so bloody boring (laughs) when those blokes who turn left all the time can have you on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen next formula one at spa was devoid of any real excitement okay bits and pieces down the back bits and pieces going on, and an accident to throw in there as well. But professional uh, ac- uh, pr- professionalism took over, looking after tyres and all that sort of stuff. It's not something that we want to see all the time. There are far too many races like this to keep the TV audience consistently entertained. Is the answer to make the sport more like IndyCar? All cars the same or as close to it as possible? A one-make Formula One? I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but something has to change, and soon. Trouble is, we've got exactly the same cars and engines next year as this year. So Ferrari, for Christ's sakes, copy a Williams. It's faster
1: <laughs> than you. That's all. You know, that's um, that's relevant, Bob. I don't believe you actually said that. <clears throat> to, to, to have a one make formula, isn't the beauty no, the I, gorgeousness I, 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 of fire you're, t- you're coming back on it now, aren't you my <laughs> My gut is that
3: it shouldn't be a formula it shouldn't be formula one one make it really isn't, but if they're going to make it entertaining, something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. Well, somewhere. watching Formula One now, you tend to
1: look midfield and down the back. That's where the That's competition right. is. Yeah. That's where the fun is. That's where the great passing maneuvers. That's where the passion all is because yep. you're right. Up the top, no one wants to make a mistake. No. Everybody makes, make it perfectly right. And it is a bit cookie cutter yep, more than is. more than anything else, because I so, thought for a second DT was going to punch you after you, <laughs> yeah, after you, gonna you talk about an I've got a theory around oval racing. I'm going to share this theory with you, which you've probably heard before. Someone said to me, it's going left. It's really boring. So like, okay, so the highest recorded speed of an Indy car uh, back in the day, uh, champ car was 252, 253 miles per hour, which is 400 kilometres an hour. So that's four times the speed you're allowed to go on our motorway system and you're within a matchbox of all of your competition, and if you make one mistake, you hit a wall. How is that boring?
2: Or well, as I said to you, <laughs> it's just in one not, of our... I
3: said the tracks were boring. Yeah. It's just <laughs> a one,
1: right. uh, one... Yeah.
2: As I said in one of our previous episodes, when I went for that ride in the two-seater, oh. it ain't boring. I oh, know. And, no, no. and, and the track is diversely different. Even though you think it's a novel. by God, it's not.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ferrari, I think should be embarrassed of their weekend as Spa? Yes. I really do. Was so this they should possibly the be worst them,
1: weekend results-wise oh. in the history? Of, uh, the T- I can hear Tifosi revolting from here.
3: Well, luckily, next weekend they're at Monza, which is unlucky, but by the same token, there's no crowd,
1: so that Tifosi can't boo them. Um, but whether they, they can won't. get out of
3: there or not is another matter. But, okay, so the I one mean,
1: year that Formula One have essentially three Italian Grand Prix, oh. Ferrari turn up their worst yeah. performance in living memory. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And
2: I think if you're Vettel, you've got to be going, yeah, my season's actually been pretty poor and crap. Pretty poor? Thank God I'm out
3: of here. Yeah. You know? Know, well, but he isn't anywhere yet, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, the losers in that, the whole thing with Ferrari, obviously... And Valtteri Bottas, nah, he's not making exactly a, a big impression on Lewis Hamilton, isn't he? Carlos Sainz didn't actually get to the grid because uh, the Renault engine, whatever, the exhaust broke on it. But he was seen in the garage when a couple of things were happening with Ferrari and he was just shaking his head in wonderment. And you've got to think about the guy. You got to, th- And we talked about this before with Morris Hamilton. You've got to think that he's thinking, oh, my Lord, what am I doing now? Good performers of the weekend. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton. I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't knock him. Yeah, you talk yeah, you about Bottas.
1: Let's not take away anything from Lewis Hamilton. He's no, got the Bottas same car as Lewis He's Hamilton. got the same car. Lewis yeah. Hamilton is just so tremendously yeah. fast yeah. and talented. There was a stage in that race where Bottas was coming a little close. He meant, oh, "I'll just squirt out yeah, an extra yeah, couple of seconds was, in the lap, and I'll just keep you behind me." Just He's that, that good. Yeah. So more than ratting on Bottas, you just got to no. look to Lewis and go, "Wow."
2: Yeah, I thought Ricardo did a great job.
1: Ricardo and Renault, frankly. Yeah. I mean, knock wasn't very far away.
3: Um, He finished fifth, so, yeah, perfect. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo had them going all weekend. You know, he thought, maybe something's going to happen here. And Pierre Gasly as well in the Honda. Um, The roles are reversed now between Gasly and Albon from last year. Uh, Gasly was in the seats at Red Bull and he was moved out because Albon was the coming thing. Albon is scratching like crazy, and Gasly is like somebody's given him a whole new lease on life. So that could... Yeah, that could turn. Is that around, not so.
2: fundamentally the different pressures from even though probably you know it's he's racing
3: against Max, yeah. and he's feeling he's got to be absolutely with Max all the time, and he's not with Max all the time at the moment. His his problem, as it's boiled down to, is in qualifying. What we had basically to to finish it all up is Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and in qualifying it was Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Oh yes, okay. Fourth was Ricardo and in qualifying fourth was Ricardo. So <laughs> you know. It's kind of, it just follows, doesn't it? Mercedes, Mercedes, Red Bull, Renault, Renault, Red Bull, all the way down. Lando Norris, seventh. He he didn't have a bad race um, again. Alexander Albon was racing with him quite a lot. Gasly, good. Stroll and Perez, strangely, um, slightly mooted this weekend, I would say. Had well, he could have been part
1: it. of the most exciting manoeuvre in Formula One of they recent times, though, and uh, ended yeah. up with the biggest wipe you've ever seen at the start yeah, of that then, corner. At um,
3: yeah, well, Perez and him going down to Rouge. through Orouge and up Ooh. into Radion, Radion being the top bit. Um, yeah, staggering. But
1: uh, there were some really good manoeuvres as well at the end of Kimmel Straight too. Um, oh, there were. Yeah, there were, they, were, they they were some could, parts of it. It yeah, wasn't as bad as you're making it out to be, Bob. It,
3: yes, it was, because if you, look at, <laughs> if you look at most of the cars, most of the time they're one and a half seconds apart, Yeah, two seconds apart. It's only when they get de and they go up the hill they manage to get past. And then it's a bit of a battle at the top where they're just squeezing each other off the road and then they go down the hill again and they're back to the one and a half, two seconds. And then they do another. Lap. It's I, I'm sorry, it's, that track is... If nobody's been there, it's just the most amazing place to watch Formula One cars. They were built for that track. The track was built for them. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And it's a shame that it's, I don't know, they're
2: going to lose the views. We've been critical of Ferrari because they deserve it. Well, it's <laughs> yes. in, it's in um, wonderment. But your, your T-shirt's currently reminding me. Friday performance at Spa by Haas, not good.
3: No, no, they... You're no. trying to put the blame well, on me now. <laughs> but the good thing is, actually, they've all come, the Concord agreement has been signed. So all those teams have committed to the next few years in four year one. Be it Haas or Ferrari, although Ferrari have got this deal sweetener deal again, which is ridiculous. How does that work? A veto, for God's sakes, you know, a veto to a team at the back. It's not right. Um, so. a team at the back. <laughs> Here's the segments of the week. Uh, but, it, you know, they're all in there again for next year. So we'll have to see. Um, if it's Well there's no point In reading the points Is there really You know
1: Hamilton's got Hamilton's got An almost unassailable lead Well
3: Well he's going to wrap it up Before lead.
1: the end of the season isn't think so. I will
3: though Hamilton 157 Max Verstappen 110 Valtteri Bottas Drop below uh, Or still Below max 17 107, and then Albon at 48. Now, well, he's in the right your, place. There's
1: your fun. There's your fun. We are talking yeah, about where Albon. the fun is. It's down the, down the midfield. With a, what's the, the midfield, difference there between what's like pens, this, here? is Charles
3: Leclerc <laughs> in Ferrari, 45 points. 45 points for a Ferrari compared to Lewis Hamilton. One thirty or uh, one fifty seven. Well, see Albon,
1: Leclerc, Norris, Stroll, all within yep. a handful of points of each other. This so an exciting there. Yeah. Uh, so how is Lando anyway? It. I don't care about the people behind me <laughs> <laughs> driving <laughs> with his rear vision mirror. I could say more about Formula One, we're gonna leave it
3: there because okay. um well, I'll be here all day listening but, to my own the droning of my own voice.
2: In many ways what you're referring to, that, that midfield battle, we're almost seeing that in IndyCar as well, is a real cluster of cars mm. in that second through seventh position. Right now, so uh, and that's not taking it away from the two people that are leading the respective championships, but it just shows you that those both those guys, Lewis and Scott, are having brilliant
1: seasons. Are we F two, F three? We've got some New Zealanders do, involved. You just want to give us the quick ski yeah, on what happened. Formula
3: there? two, um, obviously, there was a very emotional Formula two because they were remembering Antoine Hubert, yeah. who was killed there last year, and it was good to see um, the drivers involved in that race. Um, being there and, you know, all his friends and all sorts of things remembering him, I mean, it was a very emotional thing. Feature race, well, we've got Marcus Armstrong in there, unfortunately, the feature race, 13th, but it was won by Yuki Tsunoda, who was down here with the TRS, TRS. and I read now that he's getting a uh, Formula One test at one of the later uh, Grand Prix, so obviously Honda are pushing him quite hard to get in there. Mazepin, then Schumacher, uh, Mick Schumacher and Della Traz, but Marcus Armstrong is. Um, not having yeah, a great year. He's not having a great year. In the sprint race, he retired from the sprint race. He now le- leaves the pack uh, in 13th position in the uh, championship with 34 points, whereas Schwartzman, who was against him last year and his teammate in Ferrari, is at the top with 132. Liam Lawson had a better weekend. He qualified seventh for the race one after a pretty bad um, session. And. He was. There's a couple of things he's written on the um, on his Facebook, saying there was th- there were things in the car that should not have been there. Now I don't know what that is, and we're hoping to get him on the uh, in front of us all next weekend or after next weekend at Monza. We'll see what he's talking about. But anyway, in the feature race, he um, he he was complaining about lack of speed most of the way through and ended up ninth, which put him on the front row for the next race and. Um, he had a good bat- battle, but he didn't get away very well, and he's had clutch problems all the time in that um, in that high tech car. Uh, but he finished third anyway, so um, he's um, his position in the championship is a little better than Liam Lawson's. In that, I've just thrown it away. He's, still he's, third, uh, he's fourth. He's fourth. Third yeah, or fourth in the championship. The fourth, yeah. So yeah, he's he's right there, so he can be doing stuff.
2: I guess the big thing before we go to the break is the fact that once we get critical of. Performances, what you have to remember is that all of these young kids, both Liam and Marcus, particularly, because we're partial to the New Zealanders, aren't they really doing an amazing job? They are playing at the top end of the sport and on their way to the very top end, whether it be Formula One or in Hunter McElroy's case, to IndyCar. You know, New Zealand has to be very proud of the achievements of these guys because there's a hell of a lot of kids around the world that. You know, you and me talked about it one time, and, and it was a quote, I think, from from Michael Schumacher when we used to do the shows in Melbourne. There are only X number of seats in Formula One and only XX number of them ever change hands on any given year. Same rules apply to IndyCar. So to see these guys doing what they're doing, you know, don't don't be critical of them. They're doing a damn fine job, that's for sure.
1: A lot better than I am, that's for sure. I'm Darcy Waterguy, along with David Turner and Bob McMurray. Uh, we are Racing World. You're watching on YouTube. Please subscribe and like. Same, same with all the other platforms you can pick this up on. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, and Radio Public. Got that sorted out. This is Racing World. Perspective Group is a leading media production company based in Auckland, New Zealand. Established in 2009 by former TVNZ producer David Turner, Perspective Group offers you a vast arrangement of media options to fit any size or budget. It covers truly global services supported by some of New Zealand's leading media talents. For more information, contact Perspective Group Limited at perspectivegroupltd at gmail.com and check out the website perspectivegroupltd.com where you'll find even more information on creating your
0: media solutions. You have a dream. You have all the drive in the world. You have talent to burn. Now all you need is a chance. Motor are committed to developing and nurturing New Zealand's next generation of world-class racing drivers, because if you can dream it, we can do it. Welcome back to the Racing World
1: podcast on YouTube. You're joined by uh, David Turner, Bob McMurray, myself, Darcy Watergrave. we will look forward to uh, supercars. you will soon give us the rundown on where we're at with supercars as far as points are concerned, because uh, just like IndyCar, we really Kind of a bit unsure <laughs> about what the end of the season's gonna be like, but I think we're we're slightly more concrete than IndyCar and We'll tell yeah. about that shortly. Good news about that. Yeah. Um well surprise, surprise, Scott McLaughlin still leads
3: the championship, which is good. Fifteen fifty six points. Jamie Winkup making a bit of a charge still, fourteen thirty-three points. Chaz Mostert, he's up there as well, eleven seventy two. Shane after a eh weekend, eh weekend, eleven fifty seven in fourth. Uh, which is exactly the same as Cameron Waters in fourth with uh, in fifth with eleven fifty seven points. So you could say Scott's got it, but he hasn't really because they've got races coming up.
1: Well, let's talk about those races coming up. So we're back to Townsville uh, over this weekend coming. Then we've got two races at the Bend, Bend, the Bend, and then they finish it off with Bathurst three hundred points on the line, the last race of the season just on my 51st birthday, and that, the way the points are structured, we don't know what's going to happen in the three races, the three races at tell them, the next three races at tell them, this could actually be the season-defining finale of the race. It's not double points, but it's 300 points, and we know what Bathurst can do to cars and can do to teams. It's actually shaping as being a fantastic end, is it with not? Co- with co-drivers. There's with yeah, co-drivers. Big, there's there's the, drivers. There's the big variable. There's I was the going to say way. that, is the yeah. fact
2: that you've got co-drivers. You look at any of those teams and, you know, obviously – Probably people have watched the Erebus doco and you look at how the the fact that that team was affected by both its co-drivers last year when it came to Bathurst. So you, you have this big variable that could make or break the, the lead driver's season, fitting that Bathurst as a final, though. Only one Enduro, though. So, again, co-drivers.
3: And what a great little, I mean, the great big track that is, but what a great little track we saw at the weekend and we will see this coming weekend in Townsville. I think it's a fantastic track for supercars. I mean, all right. Get rid of turn one or two, whatever it was, at the beginning of the first race. That was a bit of a carnage point, but the rest of it, everybody behaved themselves. It makes for good racing there, like Bathurst does, really, because it's it's that sort of unpredictable race, and and Townsville is a track that is very much the same as Melbourne Formula One track. Um, in fact, a lot of street races, I guess, but it's just I think it's a
1: wonderful track. To be
3: at, I really do, and there was good racing around there all weekend. And I kind I of
1: like the fact that Shane van Gisbergen started down down the lane a wee bit because when he's angry, he's really exciting to watch <laughs> drive. Like he really is. His car is so expressive. Yeah, the way it talks around the track, it's like no other. Look, I know it's four tyres, four wheels, and a shell. But there's something about the way he makes that car move when he's in a bad mood and he's coming from behind. It makes mm. for super exciting. Seems to racing. be having
3: trouble with brakes, doesn't he? Is that, mm. that was the overriding thing that he can't get the balance of the car right. Whether it is whether it's right or not, I don't know. But
1: uh, um, he's clearly not as comfortable in that car as Jamie Wincup is. And Jamie Wincup is a, is a looming threat, and yep. you, is you he's just still can retire? never. You can never tell. I, I would you. Well, Why would, would you? you? No, he's you still think? extraordinarily quick. Yeah, because he's he's on just the suddenly cricked
2: back into the equation, isn't he? And very quietly done it as well. Going about his business, this is a 7
1: times champion, who's to say? his
2: evil circuit, Bathurst, you look at the error rate at Bathurst for Jamie Winkup.
1: Well, it wouldn't help if he listened to his team, mate, (laughs) or or his team full stop when he's at Bathurst, as opposed to just going, no, I'm going to do it my own way. Well, it hasn't Uh, worked for you many times previously, Jamie. Uh, Maybe you shouldn't. I was talking to Scott McLaughlin actually last week uh, before the start of that race, and um, he was talking, we, we talked about his electric speed off the line and the way now he, when he does qualify one, he is so crisp. And he said that's been a new focus of his over the last kind of three or four months. It's all very well qualifying, but I can't just leave all that behind by having a terrible start. So he spent a lot yeah. of time around the ability to get that thing launched. And as we saw, maybe not so much this weekend, but the weekend before, uh, he's really got that down to a fine art now, the the, the launch that he has. So Speaking, one makes series. <laughs>
3: Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, they've started work on the Gen
2: 3 car. There's, yeah, I know. I saw a picture some, of that the other day.
3: Suddenly, it looks like a Mustang body could fit on there quite happily. I don't know if you saw <laughs> the drawings of it. It comes slopey down at the back. But oh,
2: um, that. on though, sat in on all the team engineering debriefs with Penske for Indy 500. So, uh, you know, clearly he's destined for Indy car. There's no it's just not even Scott it. v Scott, the old v the um, young. Know, I tell you what, yeah, that's going to be absolutely fantastic.
1: Right, let's get away from the uh, the regular staples of the Racing World podcast though, and take a look around. You got some uh, <laughs> news from uh, Japanese auto sport, Bob? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh,
3: Nick Cassidy, not particularly um, <clears throat> good weekend for him. He was in the um, Japan Super Series, Super Formula, in the single seaters, which he's done for a while, and and uh, won it. And obviously, his last season. In Japan racing because he's in Formula E next year. He qualified eleventh um, and came sixth, so it wasn't a particularly good weekend for him. But I'm, you know, with Nick Cassidy, you never know next weekend he could be flying there completely. Yeah, Nick, um, if you're
2: watching the show, we're not putting you down because you were no. a great, great guest on the show. <laughs> Wonderful, and we'd love to
3: have you back as well. <laughs> yes, Nick, we we I think personally, I think Nick was. Um, driving the best I've ever seen him drive to come six. <laughs> no, um, it just you know it just didn't work for him, that's all. Um, there was all sorts of things um, that were happening and it wasn't a particularly clean race, but, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, very quickly, NASCAR finished their season as such. They go now to the playoffs and uh, Jimmy Johnson, seven times champion, he's not in the playoffs. Of course, they all race together, but he's not in the top um flight for the playoffs, so he can't do that. The winner there was William Byron, who uh, uh, who won the race. Chase Elliott was second. Denny Hanlon, uh Martin Truex, uh, Darrell Wallace, and Ryan Blaney uh, was sixth. So that he was Team Penske as well. Incidentally, I heard on radio this morning, only because I happened to listen to, to um, um, what's his name? I forget his name. Now that bloke's got a morning show on 1ZB. Anyway, yeah, right, I <laughs> They had the America's Cup, the, two, the American team, the America's Cup on there. Do you know Roger, Roger Penske's involved in that as well? Yeah, Roger, no, I didn't. Ro-
2: Roger Penske was in Bermuda, actually. He had oh. a boat parked in Bermuda. <laughs> uh, He's and involved I, in everything. So I maybe almost, Scott McLaughlin uh, is going
3: to go to... Uh, I'm,
2: I'm not bragging here, but I yeah. almost got the chance to go on board the boat, and evidently he had all the helmets of all his drivers set up in trophy cabinets on his boat. Oh, oh really? So that's um,
1: impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Locally... Not such good news, David Turner, around Speedworks event coming up this weekend.
2: No, sadly for, you know, Jeff Short and the team at Speedworks and then everyone involved through, you know, the Toyota 86 event and and the RICO 24-7 utes, the the event got postponed, not cancelled, because it's postponed again, uh, which would have been held at Hampton Downs this week, based purely on the COVID conditions about people travelling out of the Auckland area and the number of people that you can have at a venue Um, and and Jeff and the team, you know, they're they're looking pretty hard at trying to resurrect that maybe into something that could happen around the first round of the North Island Endurance Series in a few weeks' time. Work in progress, but, you know, they're they're determined to try and find a result. So we won't say it's done and dusted, but we won't say it's definitely happening either. So
1: It's a shame, that, but but it's a shame for a myriad of sports all around the world, isn't it? That's right. But there is still motorsport on the weekend. Yes, there is. What have
3: we got? Well, I've got... World Superbikes to watch this afternoon because I didn't have time to watch it (laughs) last weekend from Motorland. But next weekend, we've got the Monza, the whole Formula One, Two, Three, et cetera, there. Indie Pro at Indianapolis. We've got Supercars to Townsville again. Um, USF 2000, that's not going to happen, is it? No, I don't Atlas, think so. no. it's all a bit mucked up now right. no. WeatherTech, sports cars, are road Atlanta We've got German touring cars, we've got NASCAR We've got World Superbikes again We've got National, you can see all this running along the bottom of the screen Don't have to listen to me blathering <laughs> on about it But um, Monza, Temple of Speed, we'll see So-called Temple of Speed We'll just have to see It's going to be all eyes on Ferrari really, isn't it? and see how they can do. But oh, please, quite,
1: please give us a good race, for God's sakes, at the front. Not, not all eyes anyway. are on no Ferrari. Yeah. I'll be looking at the front. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Okay. yeah. laughs> I'll get a crick in my neck if I'm going to look back that far. And look, I'm not criticising them. I'm, I'm a lifelong Ferrari fan. But you just cause no, Sometimes no. you just got to laugh. It's because bad. It's just, no, no, no. It's but just it, a
3: mess. I'm, I've always been against Ferrari because they used to cheat like crazy when I was in Formula 1. And, you know, there's always this feeling below there, but the last thing I want to see is Ferrari at the back of the pack. Honestly, they need to be up the front. They're not the biggest team biggest team name in Formula One for nothing. They need to be there. They need to be at the front and they need to excuse my French, but they need to sort their shit out.
2: It's not called cheating, it's called interpretation of the rules.
3: <laughs> yeah. But well they didn't interpret it very well, did they? Uh, before
2: it. we go, uh, one thing that we needed to just cap off in the IndyCar thing, too uh, Tony Canaan's final race was held this last weekend at, at the race at St. Louis. Um, we just need to consider that Tony's heritage goes all the way back to when another fellow New Zealander, Steve Horn, actually found him and brought him to the US and, and groomed him and Elio Castro and Evers together. So, Steve Horn, legendary person in, in our country, currently lives in Waiheke, So, I hope you're having a great time over there, Steve. Um, you know, found both Elio and T K and T K and TK refers to to Steve as his second dad. So, you know, mm. not quite the, the end of this of a career that TK was hoping for. Personally, I think he'll be back at Indy next year. He's kind of already alluded to that. So the last hurrah, or will have one more last hurrah next year, but it'll be done probably in front of a crowd.
1: Any last words, Mr. McMurray? Uh, no. Here we go again next weekend. This weekend. Coming whenever it good. is. No sleep for the wicked on YouTube, on Anchor, on Spotify and Radio Public as well. This has been the podcast with pictures, of course, on YouTube. It's called Racing World, uh, courtesy of David Turner, Bob McMurray, rc watergrave saying happy racing catch you again next week race control magazine is your indycar fan mag and so much more publishing monthly online on issuu.com, you'll find race control magazine there for you to download and enjoy everything indycar and so much more Behind-the-scenes features, race reports, and the entire Road to Indy series are just part of what you'll find along with stunning images captured from the series' leading photographers. Grab your copy today at iWSW.com to complete your motorsport read.
0: You have a dream. You have all the drive in the world. You have talent to burn. Now all you need is a chance. Toyota are committed to developing and nurturing New Zealand's next generation of world-class racing drivers because if you can dream it, we can do it.
1: Racing World is presented by Race Control Magazine.